0: Good day, Crime Talk aficionados. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. It's February 1st, and we have a great show for you today. First, the Jennifer Crumley trial is continuing, and guess what? She testified in her own defense, and, well, we learned a little secret. Brian Koberger doesn't think he can get a fair trial there in Moscow, Idaho. Alec Baldwin says not guilty. A doctor accused of in-flight misconduct is found not guilty, and our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Hi, lawyer. 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 Good day, everyone. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment below. Hit that little bell for notifications. And remember, check us out on any of your favorite podcasting apps. All right. What are some of the uh, 12 undeniable truths that we've talked about from, of course, a criminal defense attorney? One of them is, everybody's got a secret. Guess who had a secret? Jennifer Crumley. That's right, the mom of Ethan Crumley who killed four of his fellow students. She had a secret that she had a boyfriend during all this. Maybe that's why she wasn't being such a great mom. She was a little distracted. Anyway, Jennifer Crumley took the stand in her own defense, and she attempted to counter the allegations that she was a negligent mother. Now, this all came um, Thursday before declaring she doesn't believe she is a failure as a parent to her school shooter son. Now, like I said, she took the stand in her own defense, which, let's face it, doesn't happen that often often in criminal cases. Frankly, have one more trials when the defendant doesn't testify, but we'll see if this is enough to raise reasonable doubt. So, the prosecutors wrapped up their manslaughter case against her, where she's obviously looking at some 60 years in prison if she is found guilty. And uh, basically, she's being charged over the school shooting of her son. Prosecutors allege that uh, she and her husband, James, who is set to stand trial next month in March, brushed off Ethan's pleas for mental health support, claiming she laughed at him and uh, told James to suck it up. Well, sometimes that's what parents have to do. You know, kids these days, they're a bunch of anxiety-ridden messes. Surprised they get anything done. I I, I had a hearing the other day, I couldn't believe it. The young lady, everything upset her. It made her feel uncomfortable. And I was like, well, okay, this cross-examination, we're gonna make you feel real uncomfortable now. And oh my god and the problem is everybody caters to this garbage where everybody you know has a problem and everything is the greatest concern think about it, ladies and gentlemen are our problems that different uh, other than we have more creature comforts than people did a hundred years ago come on anyway Crumley had to counter one of the text exchanges shown to the court where ethan texted his mom over his paranoid belief a ghost was haunting him and when she didn't respond, he said, can you at least text back? Now, Crumley denied ever believing her son was dangerous and claimed her son's text messages were often sarcastic and he would fool around. She insisted that Ethan, who is obviously now serving life in prison without the possibility of parole, could go to her with anything. Hours after breaking down in tears as her son's uh, uh, final diaries entries were revealed. The uh, diary entries appeared to oppose her statement that they were close, as Ethan wrote, that my parents won't listen to me about help or a therapist, and I have zero help for my mental problems, and it's causing me to shoot the F in school. I don't know, being a bad parent, we're going to make that criminal. I'm telling you, be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful. Now, uh, Ms. Crumley's claims that uh, they were close family uh, just a few days after her extramarital affair was exposed in court. As prosecutors argued, she was a little too focused on her romantic interlude with a fire captain rather than her disturbed son. Now, much of Crumley's opening testimony centered on her family relationship. As prosecutors allege that Ethan cries for help were ignored by his parents and even mocked as he cried for help. There was a text that said, my mom laughed when I told her. Ethan texted to a friend in March of 2021, around seven months before shooting, that he would have called 911 about voices in his head, but he didn't want to anger his parents. Well, Jennifer Crumley denied ever laughing at her son's struggles and said he never once brought up hearing voices. However, she admitted he lived a lonely lifestyle without many friends. Oh my God, a teenage boy without a bunch of friends? Uh, anxiety? Oh my God. Isn't that every teenage kid just about these days? She said he uh, you know, barely brushed his teeth and spent most of his time in the room. There was also a couple times where Ethan had expressed anxiety over taking tests. Oh my God, a teenager with anxiety, test anxiety. I know adults that get test anxiety. They probably text their husband or spouse about it. Do you think that if they go and shoot someplace up that they should hold that person responsible that they texted that to? I disagree, I don't think so. I know some people disagree with me on this, I just don't get it. Anyway, he had anxiety about what he was going to do after high school, whether it was a college, maybe military, so he expressed those concerns. Uh, but not to a level where I felt I needed to get a psychiatrist for mental health professionals. Like I said, that's normal teenage stuff. If anyone's ever raised a teenager, they have all those anxieties. Heck, I have anxieties of not knowing what I'm going to do when I grow up. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, this is the stuff that teenagers do. And when teenagers go off and do terrible, terrible things, they should be held responsible for it. And unless the parents said, hey, today's the day you're going to go go shoot up that place really good. Do good. Unless they said that, it shouldn't be criminal. But hey, that's just me. Let me know in the comments below if you think I am wrong. That's okay. As it relates to issues of uh, school life, came under scrutiny because of the day of the school shooting. He was caught by a teacher drawing disturbing images of, uh, of uh, murders and shooting on his homework. Despite uh, writing, the thoughts won't stop. Help me. Both of the parents declined to take him uh, home and left him at school, where he, unbeknownst to them, had the 9 millimeter handgun secretly stashed in the backpack. The key word being unbeknownst to them, secretly stashed, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, as her testimony turned uh, to the day of the shooting, she said she had a feeling something was wrong in her son because he texted, I love you, right after the meeting that morning, which she found to be abnormal. Let's face it, a lot of teenagers don't text that to their parents, right? Anyway, after realizing that the gun and bullets were not at the home, once the uh, reports of a shooting had started, Crumley said she feared that her son was involved, but admitted her main fear was that he would commit suicide as well. She texted Ethan, don't do it. But she said she wasn't referring to the shooting, but that she didn't want him to turn the gun on himself. I didn't believe that he'd ever shot anybody. That was just... That was gunfire," she added. "So we'll see. Jerry will be getting it soon, and um, we'll see how things go for Miss Crumley. I wonder if the firefighter was sitting in the uh, courtroom today. For her. I wonder what her husband thought about that. Oh, I'm telling you, undeniable truth. Everybody's got a secret. Next, Brian Koberger. He wants to blow that popsicle stand of a place called Moscow, Idaho. Why? Because his attorneys have filed a motion finally saying that a fair and impartial jury cannot be found there in Old Olatok County, given the extensive inflammatory pretrial publicity um, regarding Mr. Koberger uh, by the media that will be inadmissible at his trial and the small size of the community, the salacious nature of the alleged crimes, and the severity of the charges that face Mr. Koberger. And by simply enlarging the jury pool, will not do anything to overcome the pervasive prejudicial publicity because Latak County does not have a large enough population center to avoid the bias of the community. Further, the size of the community and the interconnectedness of the citizenry is problematic and will prevent a fair and impartial pool of potential jurors. So, Mr. Koberger, through his counsel, requests an opportunity to be heard and, through an evidentiary hearing, present argument no later than April of 2024. Literally, That was their filing. Uh, Surprised, the judge brought it up last week that uh, he didn't think it was gonna be taking place in the hometown, but apparently nobody got around to filing the motion for change of venue. Uh, Heck, even on the Lori Vallow matter, that was one of the first motions they filed, said, hey, let's get it out of this um, small town. Let's go to Big Boise, where more than likely this will be moved. But either way, Crime Talk will be there. Alec Baldwin, 2.0. Alec Baldwin has pled not guilty to the involuntary manslaughter charge in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins during a rehearsal on a movie set in New Mexico. Now, Baldwin entered this plea uh, in the uh, state district court of uh, Santa Fe, Santa Fe County, um, and uh, the city of Santa Fe, waiving an arraignment that was actually scheduled to take place remotely by video conference tomorrow. So he did it via paper filing which basically says, I acknowledge receipt of the indictment, I waive any formal reading or advisement of the indictment, and I enter a plea of night guilty, which will start that speedy trial magic clock. Now, for those who aren't familiar with Alec Baldwin 2.0, a grand jury in Santa Fe indicted Baldwin in January after prosecutors received a new analysis of the gun, renewing a charge the prosecutors originally filed and then dismissed back in April of 2023. Now, Baldwin once again faces up to 18 months in prison if he's ultimately convicted, and he will remain free on bond under the conditions that he not possess a firearm, consume alcohol, or leave the country. Baldwin can have limited contact with witnesses when it comes to promoting the movie Rust, which killed his producer and cinematographer, uh, which was not been released uh, for public viewing. Baldwin is prohibited from asking members of the Rust cast or crew to participate in a related documentary film. Now, as you may recall, Baldwin has said he pulled the hammer back on the uh, historic antique firearm, but that he did not pull the trigger and the gun just went off. Next Tuesday, I'll try to bring in my antique firearm to show that it just can't go off. Next, a Boston doctor is cleared. That's right. A Boston doctor has been found not guilty of pleasuring himself in front of a teen girl while on an airplane and having to step down from his job over the accusations. So Dr. Sudipta Mohanty said more than a dozen passengers were sitting in seats near him, and the flight attendant said they didn't see anything consistent with the accusation. Mohanty said the accusation trial had been incredibly difficult for himself and his family for a crime uh, that he did not commit. Now, Mohanty opted for a trial to the court, meaning his acquittal was handed down by a judge, not a jury, which was bold and risky. The defense must have had a good feeling about the judge, and obviously it was a good feeling indeed. Anyway, the doctor had been indicted on one count of lewd, indecent, and obscene acts on an airplane. Investigators said that Mohanty was a passenger aboard a Hawaiian Airlines flight from Honolulu to Boston back in May of 2022 with a female companion and was seated next to a 14 year old girl traveling with her grandparents. They were also sitting nearby. It's alleged that about halfway through the flight, investigators said the 14 year old said that she noticed that Mohanty was covered himself with a blanket up to his neck, and that his leg was bouncing. A short time later, the miner said that the blanket was no longer on his legs, but it was on the floor, and that uh, Mohanty was pleasuring himself. Now, the girl was traveling with her grandparents, who were also asleep across the aisle from her, and claimed that Mohanty pulled the blanket away, exposing himself, and, well, ejaculated. Now, the minor moved herself to an empty seat in a different row. After arriving in Boston, she told family members and police were notified. The uh, United States attorney obviously disappointed with the outcome, but they respect the verdict. think that's rather interesting, have a very similar type case pending right now. Once again, nobody sees anything on the entire plane. Only one person. Interesting. We'll see how that works out. Next, our dumb criminal of the day. All right, this dumb criminal, okay, is there, you're going straight to hell. You're going straight to hell because I I think this is where you go when you steal from the Amish, okay? An Amish family in Michigan uh, got a little surprise after they uh, went shopping at a Walmart in Sturgis, Michigan. Somebody stole their horse and buggy. Now, the Sturgis police said the theft happened about 5.30 p.m. on January 20th and that's when they got a call from the parking lot of a stolen buggy. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the Amish reporting it on the phone, because I don't think they have phones, but somebody did it for them. So anyway, a witness, a truck driver, uh, was also parked in the parking lot and uh, said that he saw a woman make off with the buggy and provided a description of the woman and the buggy. Anyway, the police found the horse and buggy, not the woman, at least not at the same time, uh, but they, they didn't contact the woman Who they had contact with earlier in the day on an unrelated reason at Walmart. And that woman turned out to be some uh, 31 year old woman, but she's unidentified. Well, she was ultimately charged with larceny and larceny of livestock. You just don't hear that much anymore. If we're in the wild, wild west, man, stealing a man's horse and buggy, that's like a hanging offense. Thank goodness the horse was unharmed and the family had their buggy returned. Going to hell unidentified 31-year-old woman who steals buggy and horse from the Amish going to hell. And you're the dumb criminal of the day. Congratulations. All right, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk.